Oh yes! Oh yes! Oh yes! Once again! Going off with RC and Muse. Muse, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing alright, man. It's 250! How about that? I know! Look at that! All the time! You know what I'm saying? Times where we started recording and didn't realize the technology had fucked up and we had to do it again, you know? <laughs> oh, that shit is funny now! <laughs> Everything before today is prologue. What a way we've come from the uncertainty of whether or not this was going to be a thing. To, <laughs> yeah, it's a fucking sure thing. And, uh, man, it, it, it doesn't feel like we've been doing it for that long, but um, nah. I've uh, been cooking, cooking up a something real nice, a little bonus, uh, editing together all the show intros into one giant montage and yeah, man, you feel it when you're listening to those intros. <laughs> <laughs> you hear the... <laughs> I want to know, which episode exactly did the quality start getting better sound-wise? <laughs> like, oh, oh, there it is. That's when he bought the mic. <laughs> oh, good. I don't have to normalize all the audio anymore. We're just good now. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I don't think anyone's going to find this nearly as interesting as I did, but I just wanted to start with this before we got into our question and answer, because we... Posted on Twitter that we were going to answer some questions from fans uh, before we got into the album reviews. But um, I've been doing a little nostalgic uh, trip down memory lane uh, looking at old... Uh, yep. <laughs> watching old home movies and listening back to um, cassette tapes that I recorded because your boy... Uh, he wanted to do recording his voice real bad, so there's a Aww. fuck ton of vo uh, tapes of me as a little kid messing Baby around. Muse. Baby Muse <laughs> in, in, on, on the come up. And one toy that I hadn't thought about in decades was a, it was a Happy Meal toy from 1992, and it was a Nickelodeon microphone. So it's hmm. this, it's this like pink, it's like a magenta microphone, and it looks like it has slime dripping mm. down the top of it. Of and course. I just, I just really like this like echoey sound it has. I bought another one. That's <laughs> the, that's the, uh, the payoff that I went on eBay and I bought one. Um, nice. It was a buck fifty. Are you doing it right now? Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Why does it sound like there's a like someone's hitting a stick against the gate as you're talking? That's the thing. I'm 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 pretty sure there's just like a like a spring or something in this thing. Oh definitely. Yeah, I think I know those types of mics. I remember that, you that know? general toy from back in the day. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I, I think moreover than how it makes my voice sound is just this really like if I was in a band, like listening to Devo growing up, super experimental stuff and things that make weird noises. The fucking noise this thing makes when you hit it? What the fuck? Oh. I love that. It sounds like someone's playing, like, a really old detuned piano as you're talking. Like, it's yeah. a fucking Clint Eastwood gorilla it's song. Wild. <laughs> I had I had to throw it out of the, uh... The closet, though, because yeah, this is an untapped instrumental sound. <laughs> you'd be hearing that reverberating as I talked throughout the whole rest of the show, so I got to get rid of that. But on top of all of that, we have tapped Twitter uh, for your questions to do a mini right. uh, Q and A 
uh, before we got started. Uh, we're going to try to answer as many of these as we can. Yeah, that's the beauty of following us on our, all of our social medias and Instagrams and Twitters and stuff. You, you get to be first to know uh, what weird random shit we're doing. So, you know, get with it. Act like you want it. What are your favorite albums of all time that you haven't reviewed on the podcast yet? Oh, that we haven't reviewed. Oh. How about we frame it like this? An album that, like, we just listen to a lot, like... throughout our you know use or whatever and like oh it would be funny if someone requested that for me i would go ahead and say either the pokemon or the digimon movie albums (laughs) yeah i used to have i played the shit out of those cds back in the day (laughs) an album i listen to a lot now uh would be emotion by carla ray jepsen I think that's a solid mm. fucking pop album. If you had asked me when I was a kid, that absolutely hands down would have been Bad Hair Day, the uh, Weird Al album. It sucks that, like, you follow an artist and it's like, man, you still haven't put anything out as good as that album from 96. <laughs> that's as good as it got. Oh, I think Poodle Hat was pretty good. I think <laughs> Poodle Hat was close. Yeah. yeah. I like that and one a lot, you know too. What? I think Mandatory Fun was actually, like, pretty legit. Like It was all I re- right. Because I remember, uh, you know, Okoy also being a Weird Al fan, there being that really long stretch of time where it's just like, oh, I, I, all right, I guess you're just not doing anything anymore. That's okay. <laughs> you know? And, and it was after White and Nerdy, because I think, like, it was like, oh, snap, it's the return of Weird Al. It's so cool. And then he just kind of didn't do anything. And there was some sort of, I think he did the Whatever You Like T.I. parody. That wasn't on, like, an official album, but it was, like, somewhere out there. And I was like, oh, he's doing oh, stuff, yeah. like, every now and then. You know, I was like, oh, great. And then the mandatory fun came out. I was like, oh, shit! You know, I think it was performed this way. What album was that one on? That one wasn't as good. The album. No, that was not. Where he's, like, parodying, like, Lady Gaga. Like, oh, isn't it weird that she wears weird stuff? It's like, I mean, eh, it's hard to out-weird her when you're making fun of her, you know? I think that was on Alpocalypse. Yeah, yeah. I remember not liking that one as much either. See, this is how you know we're the biggest fucking music nerd. We're, like, critiquing Weird Al. So I, I don't think this properly worked to his uh, to the potential of his comedy. <laughs> I've heard him at his best. This is not his best. Al, I've heard better. How did you guys become friends and start doing this? Like, what was the process? <laughs> oh, yeah. And I can't 100% remember, so I was hoping maybe you might. <laughs> uh, well, he- here's the story as far as I can recall, because I, w- I was wondering <laughs> I was wondering if we ever told this or not. And it's not super detailed, but I remember, like most deals back in the day, I would look at other folks who were doing similar things to what I was doing, but in, like, a better spot. Like, for example, uh, when I was doing Raw Reactions, I found uh, my friend Peter, who went by Doc Pepper back in the day, and I saw he was on Geek Fighters and Extreme Network Online, uh, which predated uh, Reviewtopia. I remember seeing you on there, I think it might have been when I realized that you were from North Carolina, I reached out. I, I want to say I reached out, but man, it's so fuzzy. Yeah, because I, I could swear I reached out because... You might have. Because <laughs> I could swear I remember, like, one of the first things we did was the um, North Carolina... Pablo. Yeah, the Petey Pablo review, but I we had to have done something before that, right? <laughs> I, th- I think that was it, because I remember 
making a real big fuck deal about it, and so did uh, Reviewtopia, because that was like the, hey, everybody, look at one of our Reviewtopia contributors is, like, has a video that's on Channel Awesome, because we posted on both websites. Mm-hmm. We posted on Reviewtopia and Channel Awesome. So it's like, hey, look, you know, hometown boy makes good type deal. <laughs> um, and they went, oh, my God, they had banner ads for it and everything. It was the Petey Pablo thing, and we worked together a handful of times before the podcast, too. We worked on, like, four or five videos, I want to say. We did, like, uh, M&M, one or two M&M videos. Oh, either that or it was, like, a part two, a two-parter or something like that. Where it was oh, like- yeah, we did, like, the worst M&M songs. I'd honestly forgot that we did that one till just now. <laughs> and then, uh, I can't remember what was the idea for the podcast, though. I think it was just like, yeah, it's like, here's something we can just have that is done, you know, that's just kind of like, oh, we like talking about music. We're just talking about it then. Like, you know, it's just like a a low effort, but fun sort of thing, you know, but I can't remember what was the exact conversation uh, that started it. But I just know that it was like, oh, yeah, I'm looking for other music people that I want to, like, work with. And I was like, oh, Muse is really funny. And like, you know what I'm saying? Like I had a, I had a, I have in my, in my own head, like, all right, these are the group of people that I, that, that are like the, the real funny people. So it's like the Todd <laughs> and Muse and that person. And, you know, of course it's all the people who happen to be talking about music. Cause that's what I care about, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, do a thing with them. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I might've, I can't fucking remember <laughs> all the time we were doing writing stuff. And I think you were starting to like, kind of just not be as interested in, you know, just doing all the work that it takes to put out, you know what I'm saying? Like putting out a video takes a lot of work. And so it's just like, okay, here's something a little simpler where where we're still doing something that we like, but it's just like, you know, we can just, you know, have a conversation. Yeah. yeah. I was trying to think of what the natural progression was because if it went from Petey Pablo to an Eminem thing to like, uh, the few Magfest, um, like the soldier boy. Uh, yes. Okay. So blue carpet treatment. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, we did the Soldier Boy movie in the Blue Carpet. Yes. Cause And then we did a an episode of First Impressions one year. Yes. Uh watching Nicki Minaj videos. Yeah, yeah. And it's like we're we're trying to figure out like, yeah, how how would this work with what we we're doing? Cause we did the scripted Soldier Boy thing, and I think we didn't script the blue carpet treatment. I think, like, I had some things that I had remembered from that movie that I wanted to make fun of, because, I mean, you're not going to forget how bad that movie is. But it was just kind of like, let's just kind of go, <laughs> you know? I was thinking whether or not that video was scripted, but then I remembered this message is brought to you by part, and just how fucking hard you laugh. These messages were brought to you by the makers of niggas. What album have you reviewed that your opinion has changed on the most? And I don't know if this goes for you, but if we review an album and it gets a bad rating, I'm like never listening to that again. <laughs> I, I can't tell you how many times I've finished taking notes on an album, listening to it in Spotify, 
And the second that last song is over, I just hit that, like, delete from my library button. Like, <laughs> I never have to even see or think of that album ever again. Ooh, that chapter is finished. Those days are behind me. So, yeah, I don't really do too much uh, looking back. It's basically, you know, fucking turn to a fucking pillar of salt if I look back <laughs> at some of these fucking albums. So... The only one I could think of is possibly an Eminem album. Oh, uh, okay. Um, possibly, uh, I think it might have been, what was the one? I'm not sure if we actually reviewed this, but I do remember, like, enjoying Relapse when I was younger. Oh. And then, like, getting out of that funk and being like, wait a minute, that song wasn't good and that song... <laughs> you know, like, having that moment, like, oh, I was liking this because I just wanted something from this guy. And it's not that it was the lowest of the lows, but it definitely was not as good as it could have been. You know what I'm saying? Like, having that moment of like, oh, I was, I was compromising. <laughs> you know? You were just happy to have new Eminem. Exactly. And, and then having that moment like, wait a minute... This is just insane clown posse horrorcore. <laughs> You're better than this. <laughs> I think if I had to guess, it would probably be, and we didn't review this on the show, but I did a video on it uh, back in the day, Born This Way, the Lady Gaga album. Hmm. At the time, very too cool for the room, not really digging pop stuff very much, but now I have it, I own it, and, you know... I enjoy it a good bit. So that's probably the the most change. Maybe things are different. Maybe you can go back to the to those Katy Perry albums, and you, <laughs> <laughs> you can listen Look. to "You're So Gay" and be like, "Oh, actually, uh, it's oh man, <laughs> oh Look. man, I try. I actually came across yeah some of those songs. But it's so funny. It really does oh, feel boy. like it's from another fucking pop era. I'm just like, what the fuck? Who was okay with this? <laughs> I've turned the table on a good bit of Taylor Swift stuff, Lady Gaga mm. stuff. I do not think that day is ever going to come for Katy Perry, especially since she, she keeps digging herself just further and further with each album. It's just worse oh and God. worse. Is nothing, right? is, nothing is inspiring me to go back and and listen to that first album. I will say, actually, you know what, though? I have lightened up on some songs off uh, uh, Teenage Dream. You know, I yeah, that, that is probably like her, you know, it, I think it's her biggest album and also like yeah. the ones with the most tolerable songs on it. I remember every, like almost every single song on that album is a, like a hit single. It's basically a greatest hits album. And what was a, there was one song on, the, I think Prism, which was after that, was like, let it be your birthday every day. I remember that one being like, oh, huh, that just sounds like a good song. <laughs> oh man, fucking birthday. Uh, that, that song. Mm. I mean, the music video was bad, but. <laughs> the music video is really bad. Isn't uh, it weird that I'm just, uh, Katy Perry showing up to different people's celebrations? <laughs> it's like, hey, it, it's, it's Katy Perry in a possibly anti-Semitic Jewish caricature showing up to a bar mitzvah. What? Oh, oh. The only thing I remember about the song that, because, yeah, like the, man, it be a birthday. Like, that's catchy. That's fine. I can deal with that. The part I remember, the, it's time to bring out the big balloons. Like, oh. what? I'm sorry. 
Like she, she are you always talking had about those... your tits, Katie? Are you talking about like, hey, you've come home for a long day at work, I'ma take off my top. Is that the joke? She always has those lyrics that are like, you think they're supposed to be cheeky, but I think they're just badly written. Oh, the absolute lowest point, the last Friday night, that was the worst. Nah, I like that one. Oh no, we're like, oh, I think we kissed, but I forgot. Like, what? <laughs> I, I, I've actually turned around on that one a good bit. Oh, I like that one. <laughs> I can't stand that one. Especially, like, especially since it was so, like, you know, oh, we got uh, uh, Rebecca Black from, you know, the Friday. I think it might have been, I think it might have been the music that really, uh, the music video that really ruined the experience of that song for me. It was just like, what the fuck is this? This is so, like, of its time. We're just getting what's hot right now. You know what I'm saying? Sort of thing. The video's not great. And yeah, it's like Friday night, we gotta get Rebecca Black for Friday. However, I will say, uh, Dorian Electra, an artist I'm a very big fan of these days, just released a single with your girl, Rebecca Black. And in the music video, Rebecca Black is standing up in a fucking car, and they're using the goddamn background oh, from oh. that highway from the <laughs> Friday <laughs> video. <laughs> I gotta see it. I haven't seen all of it yet. I've just heard a sample, and it's fucking dope. And it's just cool that... Like, I saw she did an interview with uh, Fantano, too. Like, she's kind of like, yeah, I get it. This is going to be the most dividing thing I think I've ever said on this podcast. More so than not caring for Good Kid Mad City. Did come around on that one, too. Oh, okay, that's one, that's one. And we talked about this, and uh, on the Pink Floyd episode, you ended with... Oh, oh, the final cut. Uh, yeah, that whole hold on to the, the dream. Yeah, and, yeah. And fades into a saxophone. They do mm-hmm. a very, very similar thing on Last Friday Night. I've always thought that was a kind of cool effect. You know what I'm <laughs> Oh, when it goes like, into the that wheeling saxophone solo, the wee! <laughs> yeah, it's like, T-G-I-F, woo! And they got that's fucking... Not, that's not bad, that's kind of... And they yeah. got Kenny G for the music video. I don't think he's playing it on the record, though. Katie? Elias Fellman asks, favorite rap one-hit wonder song? Ooh... I'm trying to think. I mean, there's Afro Man <laughs> because like, ah, that, that was vastly different from everything else that was happening. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna have to cheat real quick. I'm just gonna have to look up because I can't even think of rap one-hit wonders. I just reviewed uh, uh, "I Wish" by Skilo. Um, oh, okay, that's a fun one. Don't even bring up designer to me. Get that shit out of my face. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, that went exactly the way that career <laughs> was expected to go. <laughs> no surprises there. <laughs> so many of these are so old. Like, I've never heard of these. Like, they're all like 80s, 90s. Uh, oh, you know what? You know what I would go with? Because uh, he did not get another hit. Um... Uh, Biz Marquis, just a friend. I'll go with that. Oh, because it's okay. such a like you can always break that one out at the karaoke bar. You oh know? yeah, <laughs> and no one's gonna sound worse. So exactly, and it's one of those uh, annoying things. I remember being like, "What? He didn't have voice? This is bullshit!" And because I really like the "It's Spring Again" song, and I was like, "How is that not it?" <laughs> My neck and my back is a one-hit wonder. Interesting. Yeah, Kia. Yeah. Or or what about uh. Uh, but I'm What? Why am I not remembering the name of the song? You wanted to dance, you got it. Uh, uh, 
Uh, Buster Move by Young MC. Young MC. That's a pretty good one, too. Um, yeah, but what, what, who did you just say? You, you brought up someone, wait. Woot. There it is, but no, no, that's not the one you brought up. You said something I else. Uh, uh, I'm <laughs> yes. scrolling. Oh, uh, fucking cannabis. Oh, did he have a top forty hit? Second round KO. <laughs> I mean, I fucking guess that was a top I, forty I, hit. I, I don't know if it's a top forty hit. The, Purely because no one knows it for fucking anything else. <laughs> this. Oh wait. Oh. Okay. All right. Complex. It peaked at number three on the Hot Rap Singles chart. Yeah, that, that does it. No. <laughs> There's Skilo. I wish you said that already. I got a man. That's a. That's an. What's the man got to do with me? I'm not trying to hear that. See. I don't know. I I think that one's a little hard to uh, bring back from the from the nostalgia of yesteryear with the hook that's all about ignoring a woman's consent. <laughs> What's your man got to do with me? I've got a man. I'm not trying to hear that. Like, I, well, it it doesn't matter what you're trying to hear, my friend. <laughs> well, I don't even know how much I like this track. Honestly, I like I like it for a couple minutes. Fucking DJ Cool. Let me clear my throat. <laughs> that's, a, that's a that's a fun one. That's all right. Um, to, to answer your question, honestly, though, I, I don't know. I can't honestly pick one without looking through this complex top 100. Uh, especially <laughs> yeah, if you need to look, then... 90% of these songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck it, fuck it. Let's move on to the next the, question. What's... Oh, well, well, hold on. Just one sec. I want to see if you're, uh, if you're familiar with the number one. Audio 2 with Top Villain. What? Wait, is audio two from like? There's two groups that have the word audio in it, which I just don't think it's a good name to have. No, <laughs> like it's not. Thing. But is that from the '80s or is that from something like a couple of years ago? Because I know it's, that there's a rap group from a couple of years ago that that was name was like Audio Push or something. It's from '87. Yeah, yeah. I I don't remember yeah. that. <laughs> or, or Afro Puffs, Lady of Rage. That's number two. Hmm. Or, uh, who else? Some real deep pulls here. Yeah, some 80s one-hit wonders. Who are, who, uh, fucking UTFO. <laughs> Roxanne, Roxanne! JJ Fad. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Are we you like know? the boys with the... Yeah, how about that one? I think that would be yours. That would be yours. Ooh. <laughs> you know what? I don't think it was on here, but yeah. Talking about JJ Fad. I remember someone at work was... I don't know, it's a weird thing to complain about, but they were like, uh, Fergalicious came on the radio, and they were <laughs> and they were complaining that it was like a ripoff of J.J. Fad, and I was like, yeah, but it's a better song, so I don't care. The thing that ruins it is fucking Will I Am! Getting in the way of his own music! T to the A to the S-T-E-Y, girl, you Davey! I was like, what? Hit a Fergie! How do you not know that it's... That's not even a hard word! I won't lie, though. When I'm when I'm thinking delicious, I do go to that song in my head. <laughs> Not like I need it. Comment section, just just saying. It's like bananas and Hollaback Girl. I have no choice but to think of that fucking song when I'm mm. spelling it out in my head. You gotta you gotta throw on the cheerleading outfit and just get the pom poms working. You know, it just gets in your spirit. <laughs> the fucking diss track to Courtney Love. We didn't know we needed. Which, what, who? Yeah, why? 
so fucking Dude, random fucking and uncalled for. Celebrities just be like angry about shit no one cares about. <laughs> like I think about that with Eminem. Like all the people that he diss was just like, if you read, made a list and you're like, oh, Eminem, one of the best rappers of all time. Oh, he's probably having beef with other rappers because like, oh, you think you're better than me? Fuck you, you think you're, nobody's better than me. You know what I mean? Oh, who wore his beats? Triumph the insult, comic dog. Mariah Carey. <laughs> Moby. Like, what is happening? Christina Why are you Aguilera. Why are you thinking about these people so frequently? Who is the rapper slash artist that you and Muse disagreed on the most? Could you pick an album to whether it be one you've reviewed or not? I guess just like we, we're at odds the most on. I think what comes to mind first is probably Brockhampton. Brockhampton, we yeah. That was pretty contentious. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what came to mind, too. I'd probably say that. Not necessarily my my opinion hasn't changed on it, but my feelings towards Brockhampton have changed so much since, like, the Ginger review. I'm not listening to the old albums anymore. Um, they released a string of singles, like a good chunk of singles, and I, I, I listened to two of them. I didn't care for either one, and I just never listened to the other ones. Like, I feel like I've just kind of emotionally moved on. I am so sorry. Uh, I get knocked down uh, by Chumbawamba. Just started playing. <laughs> Tub thumping. Just started playing on my computer. I was wondering I what that was. One hundred percent sure why. <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out what the fuck could have possibly been playing. <laughs> That's gonna be so funny in editing. I'm just gonna hear. The isolated audio of Chumbawamba playing in the background. I realize now it's because uh, I accidentally uh, started playing. Uh, <laughs> hey, this could be a little cross promotion here. Uh, the Grimsby review that I did for the review of a new oh, podcast. Uh, okay. Started playing uh, the beginning song that I used for the uh, for for the intro of the episode. So yeah, <laughs> that's why that started playing. That was an unintentional uh, ad there. <laughs> But that, that's just a good ass song. Ooh, if you were talking just one hit wonders in general, that would be a good one. <laughs> I, I remember watching Todd in the Shadows like review and then talking about how they're like this anarchist punk band that's been around for like two decades. I was like, I love these guys even more now. <laughs> it's so weird that that was the single that fucking broke out because it's not a very good representation of the rest of their catalog at all. But, like, when I watched the Top of the Shadows episode, it was one of those things where it's like, no, they meant to do that. They were into, like, usually with pop stars, you know, or, or respected musicians, it's always like, uh, we don't want to do this pop shit, but fine, I guess we'll make the hit, and oh, it's our biggest one, we hate it. With them, it seemed like they were like, okay, we'll do the pop hit, but this is what it's going to be like, and we're going to do that, alright, we're done, we're going to go back to this now. Like, it really did feel like they, and this is our, this chapter of our life, and now we move on, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Two one-hit wonders I go to, I go back to pretty frequently, uh, Take On Me by AHA is pretty fucking dope. But I gotta say, if you've never heard the song The Sun Always Shines on TV from that same record. Such ooh, a good song. Ooh, it's it might even be better than Take On Me, honestly. And maybe. <laughs> and fucking You Spin Me by Dead or Alive. The fucking instrumental on that song goes. When I was a nuts. Kid? Man, I love that beat. The boom, 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 boom. I loved oh it. 
It sounds like there's so much shit going on. Yeah, I think when I was a kid, like, you know, I used to write, like, parody songs and shit. Oh, yeah, me too. (laughs) You know, songs that, like, were kind of parodies, but I just kind of wanted to use the beat of that while I wrote something new. You know, like, (laughs) which is basically just what rappers in the 90s were doing anyway. (laughs) You just reminded me of something that if I can find them, I might bring them uh, for show and tell on the next show. I think I might know where a whole bunch of parody songs I wrote when I was a kid are. Ooh. They're not <laughs> good, but uh, I'm <laughs> oh, to share with <laughs> I remember I did one of, like, Hey Mama, or something like that by Black Eyed Peas. Oh, shit. <laughs> I was just going in on anybody. <laughs> like, uh, no one was safe. <laughs> that's right. From 15-year-old rap critic. <laughs> That's where the age difference is going to come into play, because with me, it's more like, what's my age again, Blink-182? <laughs> like, late 90s, early 2000s. Mm. What is your preferred way of getting music into your ears? Uh, either earbo- earbuds, uh, over-ear, headphones, speakers, whatever. Oh! For me, I would say, like, I like earbuds, mainly because I have an afro, and it's annoying to have the, <laughs> the oh, over-ear yeah. headphones. Mm-hmm. Um, but I particularly love listening to music in my car, specifically Mm. because of just like that feeling of like, ah, the music surrounds me. You know what I mean? Like, I love that feeling, you know? I like that too. Um, able to pay the most attention to it because I'm, I'm just distracted, but Mm. I don't listen to music as much as I would like to at home where I'm just like free of distraction and I could just. Mm. You know, give it my undivided attention, but I am a big, big proponent of the over-ear uh, headphones. I'm currently wearing Microsoft Surface headphones too. They go over the whole ear, very you know, cushiony. I like the cushiony hug nice. of that an over-ear nice. and nothing pressing up against my ears. Those always hurt. And fucking earbuds, I hate. I hate them. I used to. <laughs> I used to swear by earbuds when I was a kid. But they just fucking hurt my ears, and I can't fuck with them. Uh, Sancho Kalea asks, what's your least favorite episode of the Going Off podcast? <laughs> Ooh. Shot in the Dark? Probably any one of the first 30. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, there's, that's the wasteland of, that's the before four time. We don't, we don't talk about that. You know, I'm just going to go ahead and say, regardless of what was said, regardless of if there's good gems in there, what episode's the longest? That one. Yeah. <laughs> because that's the one that has the least cut out. It's probably got the most dead air, filler, nonsense garbage. Um, When I couldn't be asked to fucking edit stuff out or... <laughs> Back then, it was basically... I recorded the whole the whole call, right. both sides of the call, and just uploaded it as is. It's raw. <laughs> yeah, right? Because nowadays, it's meticulous where I'll cut out uhs and ums from us so we sound like we know what we're talking about. And I will say 100%, that is because someone in the comment section said I say like or uh or um too much. So I was like, okay. Taking that to heart, cutting all of them out, and I don't care how long it takes. I want the experience to be as good for people as possible. Like, I hate list, I hate turning on a favorite episode, like my favorite podcast, and the episodes sound shitty. Like, I just immediately don't want to listen to it. 
what in your opinion is the worst album oh, oh wait uh favorite five out of five song from an album you hated wow uh like a song i really liked on an album that was like that, oh uh, that was awful except for that uh i think on uh, that tristar uh album um i really didn't enjoy that one but i remember there was one song on there that i really liked uh uh i think it might have been damn what was that one well if i can't remember it then fuck <laughs> i was trying but <laughs> i'm really not coming up with any that is a damn good question though i'm sure if i gave it more thought i'd be able to think of something i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to think about that i think i've got one uh who is that guy who made that album who was like uh you know, it's like a million albums of like, oh, I'm singing and rapping, but I'm going to bring something different to the game. Who was that guy? He had one song. We all want, we all need fashion. fashion. <laughs> oh, that's right. I uh, you I like that one. Yeah, I couldn't stand that album, but the song oh. 80s films... Oh, I, it, it just hits me, man. <laughs> That's right. Oh, goddamn. Just like the 80s. Like, every time the melody comes, I'm like, all right, that's going on the playlist. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking you were talking about Daniel Caesar. I forget. Oh, no, uh, not that, that guy's totally name. Different. Yeah, what is oh, that man. dude's name? Hold up. Let me, let me, let me search it real quick. <laughs> yeah, because th that's going to really annoy me. I need to know. John, John Bellion. <laughs> there it is. I knew it was oh, John something. That, that clown. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's another one. Um, yeah. What, in your opinion, is the worst album to have a review on this podcast? Like, what? What do you think is the worst album we've ever reviewed? Um, I would hmm. say Meet Meet the Secret or whatever the fuck. Uh, Taste the Secret. That Taste fucking secret? album. Uh, you know about those nah. ugly duckling? <laughs> nah. I never want to listen to it. bad. Yeah, but, like, I just act, like, actively, I'm like, I don't want to listen to anything from this ever again. <laughs> I remember, and who knows, because my tastes on rap has definitely broadened since the time. I wonder if I went back and listened to Slime Season 2. Because I remember giving that album, like, a 1. Hmm. That Young Thug. You know, he and Young Thug is one of those guys who's like, it's not that he's great, but he's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if I went back and listened to it, if I'd have more of an appreciation. I'm going to have to. Um, I mean, there's a lot of lyrics on there about pulling up on people like diapers. Like, it, it gets kind of old. Oh, <laughs> and no. then my son like Phoenix and all that type of shit. Definitely one of the albums that we had the most of an argument on is that fucking Revival. I remember not liking that one, but I don't know if it would either be it's like bad enough. <laughs> I remember that first album we reviewed that was like someone's album they made themselves. I remember that one was really bad. What about Dormtainment? Remember the every song is like a two minute long Yo. joke that doesn't work. <laughs> nah, I, I, I just fucking got it. Goddamn Sesame Street gangsters. Oh yes, you know what changed mine to that one? 
Fuck Sesame Street game. Oh, awful. A fucking atrocious. I couldn't finish it. I don't think I finished it either. I think I, I I made it way further exactly like with fucking Lil B. I can't believe I listened to I, like I just about three to times as much of that album than you, than you did. <laughs> I don't know why I kept going. I just, I needed to get to the end. I was just about to say Lil B, but like, you know what? I can, uh, I can extract some sort of entertainment from yeah. Lil B of the, you know, the, the Rick Ross <laughs> grunts that he does like <laughs> there's stuff in there that'd be like okay that's a little funny but yeah i never want to hear that sophomore bullshit says we street gangster shit ever again what okay what's a song you love by an artist you dislike and a song you hate by an artist you love i'll start off with a song i love by an artist i dislike uh i think soldier boy had that one song uh i'm colder than a polar bear but hotter than a solar flare i was like what the fuck like <laughs> i was like that was Way better than I thought that was going to be. <laughs> like, where'd that come from? <laughs> so, yeah, I'd say whatever song now. I think it's Marco Polo. It's a song with Bow Wow, for God's sakes. <laughs> oh, God. That, that has everything going against it. The fact that right. it's not bad is a miracle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, huh? And it was one of those things where it's like, is Soldier Boy getting better? Oh, my God. This could be a turning point where he's actually, like, making good pop songs. And then he just became irrelevant and was like, all right, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to go back to Katy Perry. Honestly, like Teenage Dreams is a really fun song. Mm. Um as much as a points you brought up against it, Last Friday Night's a fun song, I dig it. <laughs> um even Firework can't come to bat for ET though. <laughs> no, no, sir. They call the main <laughs> alien a big-headed astronaut. Why yeah. is that? Because they said you easy get ass a lot. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> you can keep that. Let that stay back in the 2010s where it belongs. <laughs> a song that you hate by an artist that you love. So, I mean, quickest one I would go to is probably Eminem and... Fucking oh. anything off of Encore. <laughs> anything off Just fucking close your eyes and throw a dart. <laughs> right, it's straight Take it back up to and that down. CD. You're bound to hit one. Uh, what musical artist deserves a biopic about their life that hasn't yet? Who Who do you think? Uh, Fleetwood Mac. Mm, I would go with Old Dirty Bastard. Oh, just because yeah. that's that's just a fascinating story. <laughs> you, I gotta know how that one unfurls. You know what I mean? Like I got that has to be immortalized on screen. And the Wu Tang uh, uh, biopic that that was on, I think on Hulu. Oh it yeah, it was cool. It was nice, but they barely did anything with ODB, and I was just like, that's clearly the most interesting person, and they are just sidelining it because they're like, well, uh, there's nine motherfuckers. Look, we gotta focus on this. All right. They fucking gave him the Arabian Prince treatment. Oh, goddamn. <laughs> From the fucking, um, straight out of yeah. Compton. It's like, yeah, he's in there for, like, a couple scenes, maybe, but that's it. They did him a little better than that, because the straight out of Compton was straight up just like, oh, like, they didn't even, like, he didn't even have lines. Like, it was just like, I was gonna at say, was one he just point, like an extra in that fucking right, movie? Yes, at one point, there was six people in the studio, and then during a montage, there's five again. And it's just like, Oh, oh, fuck out of here. Oh, my God. I'm so glad I've never seen that movie. It makes me so mad. God did it so dirty. Especially because I know how nice of a guy Arabian Prince is from experience. I, I take it personal. Like, fuck you. From the interview that we did where it was just like, actually, I had a very big hand in the early stuff from before they, you know, got the big popular in the booth in fame. But it was just of like, course. I was the money man. I knew the music. I knew oh. <laughs> 
but he's not the Navy War member, so, uh, oh, right, oh, whoops, uh, forgot to include him, oh, man, there's just so much to talk about, <laughs> you know. Remember VH1 would have this show, it was like a BBC series, uh, classic albums, and they would go through the history of, like, what went through the making of an album, and I watched the episode on Rumors. It's the second album Fleetwood Mac made with Lin- uh, Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie Nicks after they joined the group. Before they joined the group, Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie Nicks were a couple. By the time Rumors was coming out, they were breaking up. Then you had the other uh, female vocalist who was at the time married to, I want to say, the guitarist. They were breaking up. So you have two couples in the middle of breaking up forced to make an album together <laughs> and work together and you know when they're writing a love song that it's about someone else yeah, worst work environment ever oh, <laughs> that's one toxic ass work environment <laughs> how they were able to put everything aside and make a fucking classic just glittering untouchable album is amazing. I just love the idea that, like, yeah, they're writing all these songs about each other, and, like, you know, they probably had to, uh, you know, cut some of the lyrics like, the, you know, the lighting guy can eat a dick! Like, alright, you can't be that specific. <laughs> the fucking song Go Your Own Way starts with the line loving you isn't the right thing to do, and you know, it's like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> It's so fucking like, like you're listening to it and you're, it's basically like how I imagine people would like watch a reality show. <laughs> oh, like, oh, a musical oh, reality oh. show. Oh, we're about to get a little spicy. Oh, it's so <laughs> spicy. It's so uncomfortable. Anyway. Thank you to Andrew for requesting Rurd Goldgren 3 by Rurd Goldgren. They're the, uh, the colors of my dream, right? Red, gold, and green. Oh, uh, you know, that was a reference too good for this album. <laughs> we fucking cut into the chase, huh? Man. Yeah, this I, uh, wasn't good. You know, it's not even that it was, like, bad. It was just yeah, so, was. like, weak as water. Just, like, it was such a nothing... It, yeah, boring. Just a nothing. Which is worse. Which is worse. You know what I mean? Like We say that all the time, but it, it's so true. A boring album is infinitely worse than a bad album. Because, yeah. my god, at least a bad one you could be like... Oh, it's so bad! We're having so much fun! Yeah! <laughs> the very first thing is, Ooh, we're clapping back at the blogs! Get the fuck out of it. No one wants to hear this shit. Who wants to hear a fucking song? Oh, I want to sing along. Let's clap back at the blogs, everybody. Like, no, again, things that only the songwriter cares about. In the same way of, like, Eminem thinks everyone gives a shit about his beefs with Triumph the Insult Comic Dog. It's like, come on. Like, no one wants to hear about you. Ooh, your personal hatred of the blogs. The fucking blog. And this is 2019 when this album came out. Like, what the fuck? There's no excuse. <laughs> and for having been released in 2019, there are some trap beats on this album that sound so dated. Like, one of those, like, you could tell they were trying to fit in, but, like, mm, they should have just gone their own way, because this is just, it's not enjoyable. <laughs> and, if, and you can tell they're not comfortable with it, you know what I mean? I'm just trying to figure out what the fuck they are. I don't know! You start with Clapback, and especially See Me Then, which has this... Really cringy, trying to go for like a Rage Against the Machine intensity. Yes. You catch that? <laughs> Where it, it almost sounds like the um, 
fuck you won't like they like like <laughs> the, that fucking build up from that yeah. uh, from that rage song it sounds like they ripped it off entirely and then the dude's trying to put on this hard voice two tracks later on tradition we're on to some like radio pop rock kind of sounding like Gym class heroes light. Right, exactly. I had no idea what this genre they were going for was. It was so many different things of like, okay, so like, are they hard in your face? Okay, I guess not. They're kind of light spirited, but then later things get like more intense again. Like, reckless. It's like that had a nice hook, but just these fucking empty calorie ass verses. Yeah. Fuck it. Oh, compliment or disrespect. Either way, I just reflect. Let me YOLO in this mother sucker. He says mother sucker. Feeling uh-huh. up on a screen, on a set, acting crazy on a jet. There's cursing on this album, dude. Why'd you have to say mother yeah. sucker? There's like random editing on the side. And then uh, the one that just made me like fall out with like being able to enjoy the, oh, I'm quoting Fight Club as I'm entering the Matrix. Uh, <laughs> Get out of here. No, <laughs> nope, Nothing nope. sounds more like, oh, I'm 18 and I just started writing raps. And <laughs> I don't know fucking- if these were the worst overall or if I was just fucking over it. But <laughs> loaded up energy. And wrote this song, the three last oh, songs. Just nothing. It wrote no. a song is like a blueprint for the idea of a song. Oh, I write songs to make you feel better, and that's what I do. Like, but that's not what this song is doing. So, <laughs> you know, I wrote that wrote this song sounded like Michael Scott from The Office wrote it. Oh no! <laughs> I want to write the songs that'll stop the wars in Iraq, and I want to write the songs that'll make you happy, and. <laughs> It's like, then write it. Stop talking about how you're going to write it. <laughs> fucking, uh, what, what, who's that fucking guy who I write the songs that make the world oh, Manilow. Yeah, fucking Barry Manilow, headass. <laughs> I just remember oh, how, like, Loaded Up and so many of these tracks have such really shit choruses. And it does <laughs> my favorite where the song has a natural place to stop at around two and a half minutes right. but it goes on for another minute anyway yes. oh my oh, god man just nothing happening I, I had those moments where i was just like skipping it was like wait let's see what comes next and just giving there nothing okay skip <laughs> you know um fucking tradition was the most awkward one tradition yeah, it's like fucking sounds like some sort of fucking Tevia goddamn uh, uh, fiddle on the roof shit. But it's like about a hookup. Like it's like, oh girl, I'm coming over. I'm gonna zoom right over and and hit and hit that pussy. And oh, this should be like tradition. It's like I don't know if you want to use that word for this. That feels like the, an odd word for the hookup song. And like, there's a lyric where he says like, oh, she's feeling uh, like she texted me because she's feeling anxious. Uh, she's got a new apartment, but she's got no mattress. And then the next line is like, well, time to get an Uber to come over and smash. And it's like, what? She she doesn't have a bed. The one song I think I really enjoyed was Carnival. Oh. Where it's like, oh, it's like, oh, hard times. Meet me at the carnival. No police. Hey, no need at the carnival. I was like, oh, okay, this is fun. You know, I'm having a good time. You know what I mean? That was fun. Uh, amazing was cool. 
I, uh, that was probably one of the better songs, like lyrically, you know, he was like, um, talking about having good luck in life and trying to do better, you know, uh, luckily I wasn't locked up, she told me, stop chasing them boppers, and all of my homies ain't partners, the friends that we keep and can stop us when we try to be prosperous, you know, I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of a cool line, like, oh yeah, you know, sometimes your friends can hold you back, and, you know, not everyone has your best interests at heart, you know what I mean, like, I, I enjoyed that, Not My Girlfriend was okay, uh, I, yeah. I appreciate the lyrics on that, again, these hooks are just like nothing. Thing. But uh, I, I like that one lyric. He's like, they say don't save it, but I'm the Cape Crusader going too hard like the first Tomb Raider. And I was like, okay, that's got it. You know, that was enjoyable. Yeah, load it up. I, I just literally put, what? what? <laughs> like, what? Load what? <laughs> you keep saying it. What is you're like, even metaphorically, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, Energy was the one where it was like, yeah, there was like a minute left and it was like nothing happening. I just wrote down, I'm screaming at how fucking boring and whack this is. <laughs> like, you know, at that point, I couldn't fucking believe it and I could not wait. Like, to this point, <laughs> to this point, the album was just like a boring slog. By the time we got to Energy... I was mad, and I just wanted this to be over as quickly as possible. I, and I love, there's a lyric on Energy where he says, uh, music was a passion, put you on the go-go, you listened to my album, told me it was so-so, and I was just like, <laughs> I was like, don't, don't try to be, like, self-effacing on your average album, dude. <laughs> that just makes it hurt worse. The two tracks that got the highest ratings for, and even that, they weren't that high, were Monica and Not My Girlfriend. With tracks like Amazing, I feel like, and they might have had one or two lines that were better than the others, but I feel like a lot of artists we review and they kind of fall into this category of you can write down an interesting thing in your song, like or a personal thing, and that's cool, but if it's just presented plainly and not in an interesting or creative way... Then it's just it, like it doesn't matter. Yeah, like everyone has a unique story, and everyone, you know, we're all individuals and all that beautiful stuff. But it, it, as a consumer, you have to make me care about what you are doing, <laughs> you know, or else it doesn't matter what your story is. When the beats are underwhelming, the choruses are underwhelming, and the lyrics aren't anything in particular. There's nothing to keep my attention, nothing to make me want to keep listening. Shit, originally, I was thinking about giving this a three, but the more we talk about it, because yeah, it is so average, but it's just like, does it even deserve that? <laughs> Maybe like a two and a half. <laughs> For me, it got a one and a half. <laughs> no argument here. <laughs> yeah, I was not, I did not have the time or yeah. energy for that, but moving on to... <laughs> right the fuck along. <laughs> Marina and the Diamonds, the Family Jewels... Requested by somebody? Somebody. <laughs> so, whoever the hell you are, here you go. <laughs> somebody requested. <laughs> That's so good. So, yeah, Marina and the fucking Diamonds. T tell me how you felt about this. Let, uh, let me know how you feel. I listened to this album a good bit back in the day, and I remember enjoying it. And when I revisited it for the show... It didn't hold up as much as I was hoping it would, but there are definitely, 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 definitely some tracks on here that I really enjoy. So, with that said, I'm going to preface it by going down the ones that I wasn't that big of a fan of. Okay. I think it's just easier. I'm not a robot. A little awkward. Oh my god. Ugh, yeah, okay. Not that compelling. Wasn't yeah. a fan of that one. Especially following Are You Satisfied and 
and champagne. Right? I'm not a robot was like, wow, this was a misstep. The hook is just, guess what? I'm not a robot. Guess what? It, it's like, it's so like, it's too simple for what it's going for. Like, you know, this whole album, and as I listen to it, like, the, uh, the way I know this person from Arena and the Diamonds is the big, oh, oh no, hit song. You know, yeah. I used to play it on uh, Just Dance all the fucking time. So I was like, oh, hey, I can't wait to listen to this album. Yeah, and, you know, her whole style is like, ooh, I'm like, I'm being a pop star, but I'm not going to conventional route. I'm going to write about how I feel, and I'm going to sing really weird, and you're going to just have to deal with it. You know, her personality really shines on this album, but yeah, on a song like I'm Not a Robot, it's so, like, the base level of what she is. It's like, yes, you are different. But that's not enough. <laughs> you still gotta actually be good at writing these hooks, man. <laughs> you know? It sucks that that exact same... That same mentality carries on into Girls. Another one I was not a fan of. A uh, bit on the corny side. And I was, I guess, relieved to see that according to Genius, uh, Marina has done interviews recently where she says that she regrets making this song altogether and cringes at how oddly misogynistic it is in aspects. I mean, yeah. The early <laughs> had a good bit of these um, songs where girls cut down other girls, like... What was that pink song? <laughs> I'm not like other girls, those dumb girls. <laughs> stupid girls, I, fucking... Yeah, I play football. <laughs> pink set a really unfortunate standard of the, yeah, I'm not like most girls mentality. Like, I think it comes from, like, in, in a, like a good place, like, initially, yeah. right? Like, like, the idea, like, oh, you know, the industry wants us to just be this, and so I'm breaking out from that. And that's cool to right. break out from that, but when you specifically put down other people who are, you know, like, and she even says on, like, one of these songs, which actually made me sympathetic towards the women she was tearing down, uh, where it's like, oh, you're like, why do you just want to be this Hollywood, you know, vapid chick? And it's just like, because I don't want to, you know, have to go hungry and paying, you know, uh, rent on on the cheap side of Hollywood and Vine. Like, yeah. I don't want to have a shit life. <laughs> like, and if this is what I have to do to survive, fucking so be it. <laughs> you know, like... A lot of these tracks come from and deal with um, insecurity and self-doubt. And that really does come across on, on uh, some of the better tracks on here. Mm -hmm. The third track I wasn't that big on was also um, Mowgli's Road. So those three in a row. Also, to lesser extents, uh, The Outsider, Hermit like the Frog. One. Uh, her that one was so confusing. It just went so many weird places. And I was like, and then at the end, I'm just like, the only thing I'm left thinking is, so why is this not called Glass Balloon? Because she says Glass Balloon way more. That's a way more interesting song title. It says the song might be about her losing her virginity and kind of like regretting it, like losing it to the wrong person and mm. that being the Glass Balloon. I I really wasn't feeling that one oh, too, too much. I thought much. she was talking about like her heart. That's what I was thinking, right? I don't think she's specified one way or another. Uh, you wasn't thinking that deep about it? <laughs> it might be that simple. I also thought the album didn't end the strongest with 17 and Numb, just compared to some of the other tracks on the album I wasn't that big of a fan of. I enjoyed they them enough. Okay. I, li I liked how Numb had the little, uh, you know, the shining bells going off in the background when she says, shine, you know what I mean? Like, mm. I thought that was really cool. I think compared to the pop landscape in 2010, she was definitely doing more interesting things than, especially with the songs that don't hit that hard, that they're still better than what most of what was being put out at the time was. Right, like, it's like a relative thing. <laughs> um, 
I really enjoyed Hollywood. That was the one with the lyric about the oh, the Polish girl in America, tall, tanned, hot, blonde, called Anya. I asked her, why would you want to be a Hollywood wife? Because I don't want to end up living in a dive on Vine. I was like, I'm a fucking good point. <laughs> I don't know if you saw it on Twitter, but I had to share it because when I think this album, it's the one thing I think about right away. It's a two-minute compilation of different performances of the song and just the Oh my god, you look just like Shakira. No, no, you're Catherine Zeta, actually. My name's Marina. Hollywood and Oh No, Are You Satisfied, Champagne, Yo. And Obsessions. I'll put Obsessions in there. Because, ooh, man, talking about dealing with mental breakdowns and at times almost even sounding like you're on the verge of crying into just the fucking classic banger that is Hollywood. It's like a palate cleanser, I guess, of like, well, okay, you've heard the album's emotional low. Now we got to bring it back up, and what better way to do it than with Hollywood? I enjoyed The Outsider. I, I thought that was one of those ones where it's like, oh, the hook is simple, but he's doing something with it in the sense of like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm an, uh, you know, an outsider person who's now in this industry, but on the inside, I feel like it. Like, I like that little play with what's going on. So her voice has a very particular vibrato to it. Yes. <laughs> and she uses it. I love it in that. A- fascinating way and i think uh, outsider is the one where she used it the most expertly like you it really gave you the emotion of what she was going through you know what i mean like the the fear and all the stuff that she's like expressing like it really like as she was saying it and using her vibrato on certain words i would be like oh shit like i really felt that emotion like you really brought me in with how you were singing because it, like it sounds like you're scared as you're singing <laughs> you know what i mean yeah uh then there was guilty which i was like where did the killing people's dogs come from like, what? i was really a big fan of the instrumental on guilty at first i was like i don't know where you're going with this i don't want to hear a song about killing dogs but then like at the end like in the third verse where it kind of like made me have a more complex feeling about it where it's like you know she, she, i spent years singing to forget i spent years singing no regret you know like talking about what she had done that she's you know feeling bad for and it's like then suddenly it all became clear i've been sorry for all these years and that lyric was such a like like, it revealed so much about the idea of, like, you know, when people do put up that facade of, like, oh, no, I don't, I'm not phased about pissing people off. It doesn't even matter. No, I don't care. And then it's like, oh, God, I've been torturing myself because I do care and I feel really bad about this. And, oh, that's, you know, like, that's what the real feeling is behind the people who are, like, trying to put up that tough guy attitude. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, and then, of course, there's, oh, no, which is just fucking untouchable. Oh, yeah. It just goddamn and and just laid out that personality that she was going for so perfectly well. It's just like you don't even really need to listen to the album because this encapsulates that whole emotion in four minutes way better than this album does in an hour. Unfortunately, you know what I mean. I know exactly what I want and who I want to be. I know exactly why I walk and talk like a machine. I'm now becoming my own self-fulfilled prophecy. Oh, oh no, oh no! <laughs> like, I love that. <laughs> Just like the real thing. Oh shit! I can't avoid this, can I? <laughs> There's definitely a through narrative here, flirting with fame not really knowing what to do with it, not really knowing how it feels. And it's weird because this is 2010. I want to say this was the first album. She got signed for the first time and it's just like, I have to make an album. Fuck, what the fuck am I supposed to talk about? Uh, Maybe I'll just talk about how anxious I am about making an album. (laughs) It really comes through. 
Yeah, like, and that's what it is. You feel the emotion. That's where I think she's really strong. She brings you in and makes you feel the emotion she's going through, but it does feel a little belabored as the album goes on, where it's just like, wait, where are you going with this? Is this just weird? What the fuck was I supposed to get from that song? Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Overall, I still got between a three and a half and a four. I'd still recommend people listen to it. Yeah, because it's just like, it is an interesting experience regardless. But yeah, I think I'd give it like eh, three and a half, unfortunately, yeah. But that about covers it, and that about wraps it up for Going Off episode 250. Thank you so much for checking us out and hanging out with us this week, and for sticking with us through our careers, I guess. Um, Yeah, you bastards are in it for the long haul now. (laughs) Thank you very much, we definitely appreciate the support, especially if you're... um, requesting album reviews that helps us out financially and also gives us some entertaining stuff to talk about so helping us uh twofold and with that being said if you go over to our ko-fi that is ko-fi.com slash going off that's g-o-i-n-o-f-f you can request an album to be reviewed on the show right now for sixty dollars and if there is an album that you recorded yourself that is a one-time seventy dollar pledge and if this just happens to be which would be bananas to me the first time listening to us at episode 250 <laughs> thank you all the rolled episodes if you want to play catch up are on itunes youtube spotify and soundcloud one of those is bound to work for you you can listen to our whole back catalog there yeah, definitely listen to the last 150 we did definitely those <laughs> the last 150 and maybe outside that if there's a special guest that piques your interest oh like, for sure for sure yeah open mic eagle yeah like we did like uh kill bill and rav or uh uh open mic eagle our random episode or sam is uh, episode all right hold on <laughs> okay maybe the last 200 episodes all right <laughs> until next week for going off i'm muse And I'm a rap critic, and awful people are in power in this world, and one is to stay uninformed and not vote or take direct action. So I humbly ask you, please do the opposite of those things.